We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another victory episode of No Other Pod. I'm Woo! Jimmy, along with my good friend Dan. Dan, tell me what is going on, dude. I've been looking forward to this for the last three days. It is so fun, man, to to have Victory Podcast with you, and and just, it's a whole different kind of energy, you guys. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for being here. We're gonna have a good time. What's going on, man? What's going on there? Uh, Jiminy Cricket, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm always doing good after a uh, a Sporting KC win. I'm uh, a little sad about the Jimmy Madronda news that just broke right before uh, we started recording this, which we will touch on a little later. Uh, some yeah. some bummer injury news for him, but um, hey man, two big uh, two big roads on the win. Uh, wow, I can't talk. <laughs> that's how that's how excited I am. Uh, <laughs> hey, we'll we'll cut that out. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll just re-record over my entire half of the audio like I did last week. <laughs> Bro, can we can we point that out right now? Guys, if you didn't know this, last week when we recorded the pod, something happened with Jimmy's audio. Like it was just ruined, it was corrupted. He couldn't yep. save it. He was going nuts trying to research the internet like how to fix this, and it just couldn't happen. So we were going to have to re-record the pod and it wouldn't have sounded as genuine. So he put his actor hat on and he, <laughs> he went, he got home and he went through the entire podcast with a lot of pausing and playing and, and yep. pretty much recorded his side of the pod. That, yep. That's huge, dude. How did that, how'd that go? Was that frustrating or was it kind of fun? Oh my God. You know, I got, I feel like I got better at it as I went along. So I feel like the second yeah. half of the podcast was a lot better than the first half of the podcast. Um, it was it was long, man, because I'd have to listen to what I said and try to like decipher what it said because it sounded like really like crackly and robotic. So like I'd figure out yeah. what I said, then I'd like type up a note on my phone of what I said, and then I'd have to listen to what you said as I was recording so like we could get the timing right. So I basically it took three times as long to record it as it did originally. Um, Dude, but that's I that's dedication, it. guys. He does it for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it was a big week we had a huge road win and we got namath i was like we can't not release a pod this week 
Um, yeah, I mean, worst come to worst, we would just do it again. And, you know, it, we've we've recreated a pod before, dude, and it was totally difficult to do. So the fact that you got – Yeah, so the fact that you did this shows commitment to, to me, for one. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> commitment to this club and to everyone who listens. So I – and you know what, dude? You couldn't tell. So, guys, all of his talking was not with me on the line. No. He was just – his his laugh sounded recording. so genuine. Yeah, bro, you you get the Oscar there, Bubba. I'll take it. I'll take it. It was kind of <laughs> it, it, it was fun in a different way, but I do not want to do it again. So uh, I have a like double backup audio this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, covering your not, covering your trails here. Yeah, not going to do that again. But um, no, we got two, what I was trying to say was two huge wins on the road in a row. Um, yes. And after taking just one point out of a possible 15, taking six out of six on the road, especially uh, against uh, teams like Houston, very strong at home, and obviously LAFC handing their first loss ever at Bank of California yes. Stadium. Um, that's big time. So we're, we're going to get into it all. So well, you know why? You know why we got that road win, man, is because we had another review after we had already recorded the pod. There it is science guys you get reviews you get wins that's just how it goes but dude this is from maya the alien so i'm like okay whoa what are we uh what are we talking about like an i interplanetary uh, like resident podcast. alien or <laughs> are you a resident alien how long have you been here 183 days i don't i don't know <laughs> sorry does she take up I'm an international spot banker. on the roster right does she <laughs> does she have a green card i don't know but no maya the alien said these guys are fun to listen to. You can hear their passion for the sport and the club. Hashtag no other pod. The title was legit pod. Sorry, my, I'm distracted because my dog just put his anus on my arm. It's not good. <laughs> it's not good. Not good. Hey, Maya, alien, thank you so much. <laughs> that's that's how victories happen right there. So, guys, keep it coming. Let's get that victory at home this weekend because it's, it's a big one, man. It is big. It's going to be a big-time game. Um we're going to take on Portland. We'll talk about them later in the show as well. But uh, thank you guys so much for the reviews. It is scientifically proven. Now I believe you leave us a review. We're going to win. Science. So, um, you know, that is our science lesson for the day. We did math the last couple of weeks. Now we're moving on to science. Um, just educating you guys. So that's what we're here for. There you go. That's why you show <laughs> up. Yeah. We, we learning. Um, <laughs> and then uh, obviously on the volley apparel. Go check them out. I know we say it every week. We don't want to hit you guys over the head with it, but they got some cool stuff. So go check out uh, onthevolleyapparel.com and use uh, discount code NOOTHERPOD, three separate words, um, to get your 15% off. If you haven't done it, what are you waiting for? It's time to do it. So, Dude, you know who else is cool? Uh, someone who just followed me on Twitter is Radkey. Wait, they followed you? Why didn't they follow me too? Followed me on Twitter, bro. Oh man, I, I don't know. I'm probably their favorite co-host. I'm That's sorry. probably true. <laughs> no, I, I got I got a follow from Radkey this morning, and uh, uh, guys, they do our intro song, and they were so sweet to let us have that and uh, get you pumped up to come in here with some sweet guitar riffs. Yep, it's good stuff. We uh, we we actually had a question a couple weeks ago. What's the name of the song? We told you it's Radkey before. Um, it's called Cat and Mouse. So if you want to go check yes. it out, go find it. It's a good song. They got some other good stuff too. Um, they do. Yeah. 
they're a fun band check them out uh well yeah man i think it's time to get into this lafc game because this was freaking huge um this was nuts this was freaking late all right westerners just want to die yeah this uh this game was was very late and um i did not like staying up that late to watch game um but it's what you have to do to watch some of these west coast games which uh, incidentally we're recording this on tuesday night there is mls tonight um so there is yeah another late west coast game so i think it's what galaxy rapids no one cares um <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> maybe Rapids can get them. Rap- Rapids got them last time. Maybe. We'll see. Um, and, you know, a couple of young spring chickens like Zlatan and uh, Timmy Howard. So, you know, anything can happen. Uh, uh, <laughs> you don't you don't talk about Zlatan like this. <laughs> but, uh, no, Sporting KC at LAFC. This was a huge game for a number of reasons. Obviously, people wanted to see what the return of Namath would look like. We were tied with LAFC on points at 36. We had just a uh, two uh, better goal differential than them. Um, LAFC made a bunch of moves, bringing in Christian Ramirez um, and, and some other people, Danilo, uh, who's – last name I'm blanking on, but um, the defender who ended up playing for LAFC and they were off of like three days rest after going a full 120 minutes plus penalties in their U.S. Open Cup game against Houston. So as you are heading into this game, are you feeling confident at all or are you feeling a bit nervous? Dude, we're all nervous. I mean, I think I can speak for everybody listening right now. We're all a little nervous. I, I think the only people that went into that game with confidence is Sporting Kansas City because then that lineup comes out and, you know, I, I wasn't going to be surprised if Namath started I, and you had told me, you're like, dude, he just got there. And I'm like, yeah, but come on, <laughs> who's he going to start Rubio? You know, we don't, we don't start Rubio and he, and we did. And that's, that's a damn good topic of conversation. Cause that dude's playing, played out of his mind. Yeah, man. He, uh, he had an assist on uh on the Gerso goal which was the first goal we'll talk about here in a second he had not even though they weren't assists he had you know key pass he converted a bunch of his uh like 95 percent of his passes were converted he was making good runs off the ball Dude, he i defense yeah he was on defense peter vermees said and i i tend to agree with him this was his best game in a in in a sporting uniform potentially um bro let's put this into Let's put this into banker terms since I'm a banker. Uh, I'm the I'm the first I'm the only banker at my branch right now, and there's a new there's a new banker coming in. All right, we just signed him with a bunch of uh, Tam and Gam money, and uh, do I feel a little threatened that uh, I'm gonna get my spot taken away? That that he's gonna get all the customers and the revenue? Absolutely. So that's I'm Rubio, dude. I gotta play for my job. Yeah, exactly. That's a really good point. And you know, I I think obviously. Um, the press conference where uh, Sporting KC introduced Christian Namath, Peter Vermees had some very high praise for Namath, and understandably so because Namath obviously had his best season of his career here in Sporting KC. Um, it's weird, but you know, Peter didn't badmouth Rubio or anyone that was on the team. He said everyone's a, a talented player who's going to have their role in the squad, but he made it pretty clear that hey, Namath in his view, is a cut above everyone else. And I, I almost wonder if Rubio heard that and was like, I'm going to take that as a challenge and I'm going to go out there and I'm going to really step my game up to another level. Uh, yeah. 
And I think Peter See, hoped that he heard that, you know? Yeah, I think so too. And you know what? If Diego Rubio now becomes a, you know, a hell of a starter, uh, that's fine. Like, I'm not upset. If we get him and Namath and they're both great, and now all of a sudden you have two starting caliber strikers, great. That's, that's, a, that's a better problem to have than we had before. Um, Dude, the puzzle pieces are fitting together. Guys, we don't have these out-of-this-world you know, million and a half dollar players. I mean, Felipe makes pretty good money, but yeah, you know, we have the pieces that form a good team. Like this is, it's kind of uh, uh, reminiscent of the 2015 Royals. Okay. They, they went on to win the whole thing and they were nothing special. They were just a group of guys who liked playing together and got the job done. And it looked like we were having fun at LAFC and get, and we got the job done. Yeah, absolutely. I think you, you make a good point. It's not like this, this roster and, and sporting KC has said they're willing to spend a bit more money than they were before, but we're never going to be Toronto or Atlanta making, you know, 10, $15 million signings. That's just not how the club works, but I think that's okay because look where that high, you know, salary roster for Toronto's gotten them this year. They won last year and they're just falling apart this year. Um right. And hey, hold on. What about the what about the the bad blood between Namath and and Vermees? I mean, wasn't there some I, I kind of thought Christian would never play for us again. So, that was interesting. And and Peter was asked about that at the press conference. Um Yes. And and they said, there. "Hey, I I was there. I did go there. I took a long lunch that day. Went to the press conference." The pod. Um, yeah, it it was fun. Um, the things Peter didn't yell at me. Peter actually appreciated a couple of my questions. It seemed so I was like, Hey, what? maybe our relationship's getting better. (laughs) You guys are going to grab coffee. That's great. Yeah. He smiled. I was like, who is this? No, he, he can do that. Apparently it was like the Peter, which timeout, by the way. So I sent out a tweet from the pod because I I was tweeting from the pod there. And I was like, for what it's worth, Peter has been smiling a lot. This press conference, he seems really excited about this signing. And then like literally like five minutes later, Sporting KC just tweeted out a picture of him smiling with a smiling emoji. And I was like, they saw my tweet and they did it. Yeah. They stole my thing. So no, they, they definitely, they definitely stole it. Um, I think, you should probably be the new social media director is what it is. <laughs> That's, you know, someone, Hey, make it happen. Um, <laughs> make it happen. <laughs> um yeah, I'll, I'll have my people call their people. Um, I don't you know who do my the people pod, are. Dude. You couldn't do the pod though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That'd be sad. So nix that idea. Um, but yeah, no, he was, he was asked about it. Um, and Namath, you know, his, his English is fine. It's not quite there. So he was kind of struggling to find the words. And what was interesting is, is Peter was like, is it okay if I answer? Because we've talked about this. And Namath was like, yeah. And so what Peter basically said is, look, you know, we we when he left, and this is probably a little bit of revisionist history from Peter. He goes, when he left, it was the best thing at the time for, for everyone involved. Um, he gets to go challenge himself. Uh, the club gets some money. And, and we're, you know, we're all good. And then he goes, when, when he, we talked about bringing him back, you know, he was like, we just got in a room and we talked, we wanted to make sure that we were all on the same page. So we talked about what happened. We talked about lessons learned and we all, you know, basically looked at each other and said, nope, we're good to go. No problem at all. And, uh, and, and we were ready to go. So I don't know. I, I, 
now i think like i said mm. that might be a little bit of revisionist history from peter because at the time like you said it yeah. felt like there was some bad blood there um it has it's been a little over a year and a half so i mean you, you can bury the hatchet probably but yeah. i i time heals i'd like to wounds. hear a little more about it like maybe Namath got a got a different manager now because i think that was a lot to do with it as well when he was leaving like his manager was like no he needs more money yeah that's what my understanding is it was Namath's manager or agent. I'm not sure which one exactly, or maybe they're the same person. I don't know who was the one who was really pushing for the higher salary and sporting had offered a higher salary, but weren't willing to go as high as the agent manager was demanding. Um, right. But I do think it was probably a learning experience for Namath in a, in a positive way in that he came to Kansas city, obviously became a huge fan favorite very quickly because he was having a hell of a season with his, and, his goal celebration. Right. He had an awesome goal celebration. His sort of like, you know, I, I don't know what that, that motion is called, but yeah. like he puts both of his arms up and it. slides on his knees. We'll think of a name. Yeah, something. Um, <laughs> and then obviously his Portland goal of the year, um, which is one of the better individual goals you'll ever see. But I don't know. Did you ever get a chance to see any highlights or anything from any of the games when he was over in uh, Cutter at all? Um, um, because first off, I'm, I'm going to call it Qatar because I don't know how, uh, I don't know which one it really is. So I'm just going to be different. I think technically uh, it's Qatar, but I think most people actually call it Qatar. So I don't, I don't know. That's weird. Someone out there probably knows. That's weird. <laughs> well, and, okay. <laughs> but the, uh, uh, I did see one like highlight or whatever, and I think I might've trolled him on instagram one time and was like wow glad you get to play in front of that sold out crowd right exactly <laughs> and that that's exactly what my point was is it was literally like empty like i don't think i Crickets, saw dude. a single fan and maybe that was just the camera angle maybe on the camera side of the stadium it was full i doubt it because you didn't hear anybody but there was not a might have been a single <laughs> might have been a houston dynamo game um could have been a dynamo game yeah, there there were about as many fans as on a sad Dynamo game, and even less than that, because I literally didn't see a single fan. So it probably was weird to go from a place where you have like the Cauldron and Children's Mercy Park to literally no one. Um, yeah, where you got people chanting your name to where you can't hear your own teammates on the field, and now you're at a place where you can have a conversation with your teammates on the field just fine. <laughs> you can you can use your inside voice and in the middle of the game yeah and everyone like, whoa, knows what whoa, don't yell don't yell <laughs> um but you know he said that he always thought about returning to kansas city and honestly i think part of what happened is i don't think and i don't blame him for this he had no idea what he was doing as far as how it would mess up his ability to come back to kansas city with the mls allocation rules um he he clearly Which we all don't really understand, but right. go on. It's I mean so for those of you who may or may not know, like certain players can't just come back to the league and sign with whatever team they want to. Um, there's a there's an, a, something called the allocation order, which like it's basically it's kind of like a draft order where teams have essentially right of first refusal to sign certain players, and those players are U.S. men's national team players or players um, that were transferred out of mls for a transfer fee so that's what christian namath fell under was he was he was transferred out of mls and since sporting kc received a transfer fee for him they relinquished his mls rights and he was then subject to the allocation order so 
he gets overseas and he's not digging it. He's homesick. He says, I guess he's watching Kansas City games on his phone and like cheering us on in the U.S. Open or not the U.S. Open Cup and uh, playoffs and, and all that. Um, we know how that went. Yeah. And then he's like, OK, I want to come back to MLS. I want to go back to Kansas City. And it's like, oh, nope, sorry. There's this thing called the allocation order. You Right. Sorry. Columbus gets a first crack. <laughs> right. And I guess Peter, and I don't know that he had ever actually confirmed this publicly, but he said in the press conference that last year they were trying to work a three-way trade during the Dom deal that would send Namath back to Kansas City. Do you remember him ever saying that before? Because I don't think he has. No, he never said that. This was the first he's ever said anything. Yeah, so that I thought was just an interesting tidbit. Um but obviously it didn't work out that way. So Namath ends up in New England, but he said he signed his contract with MLS the, the night before the deadline. And he didn't know. He knew he was coming to MLS, but he didn't know where he was going because of the allocation order. That's crazy. So he ends up in New England. Um, and what? Yeah. And Can you he, imagine? Like, yeah, I'd like to be back in MLS. Where am I going? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's nuts. You're making a massive career move and you, I mean, I guess he knew how much he was going to make. It was just a question of, okay, now who gets them? And dude, no other league is like this. This is the craziest, most fun league I've ever watched. (laughs) It's different, man. It's, it's crazy. Single entity does, does some crazy stuff. So he ends up in new England, long story short, uh, doesn't play there that much. And he said all the right things. He was grateful for his time there, learned a lot, blah, 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 blah. And now he's back Played here. Played Sporting KC and elbowed Graham Zussi in the head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, seems like... That was his homecoming. Yeah. Seems like, you know, there's uh, no bad blood, which is good. Um, and yeah, he made his debut, but I think he played like, what, 15, 16 minutes or something like that um, against yeah, LAFC. Yeah, and he was fine, I guess. I don't know. It was getting pretty late. I was getting pretty sleepy, but uh, he did all right. Yeah, my first my first reaction. I think the first thing I tweeted about him after he came on was like, he's not running that hard on defense. Like there was one play where he didn't really close the gap um, between some some LAFC player who was just outside the box, and I was like, he's got to he's got to hustle a little bit more than that because we can't be giving up, you know, free crosses into the box because Nemo doesn't want to run. Um, Right, and we we play a style where we know defense starts at the top. Everyone has to play defense. Like, just because you're a striker doesn't mean you're exempt from playing D. And Rubio showed that very well. Uh, Namath did not. Yeah. Especially for us being up by two goals. Yeah. So I think Namath got a little bit back into the swing of things, but he's got like, he had like 420 minutes on the year before the LAFC game. So he's he's got a little bit of, you know, getting back into the game swing of things to do. Um, yeah. You think we see him as a sub again on Saturday, man, if Rubio had a good week of practice, it's hard not to start him after that game. Like I don't, that's what I'm saying. I don't know if you can catch lightning on a bottle again, but that was a hell of a game. Um, so, well, it went well guys. You're excited because you're, you're going to LA for one. Everyone loves playing out there. Brand new stadium right on the campus of, uh, right by the campus of USC. Right. Yep. It's like right across the street. And yep, your old stomping grounds. And and then it's a kind of a homecoming, so to speak, for Benny and Latif, man. They were, you know, probably excited to take it to us. Yeah. Yeah. There were a lot of really interesting storylines heading into this game. Um and I was excited. 
Yeah, it kind of it was a little sloppy to start, I thought. Like both teams looked like they wanted to kind of open up the game and have it be end to end, but like passing wasn't quite there. Um and then it was the seventeenth minute where uh Graham Zusi had or was it Zusi or Roger? I think I'm trying to remember which one it was. Um had a, a hell of a takeaway deep in the LAFC territory got the ball to uh to Diego who dribbled, you know, a good 20 yards or so, made a little cut inside, found Gerso making a run who when is the last time we saw Gerso finish a ball like this because that was a hell of a left foot shot right into the bottom right corner and suddenly it's 1-0. Bro. Aren't we always talking about his shitty touches? <laughs> yeah. Every time he gets it, it's like a heavy touch and this one, oh my god, he cradled it so well and put it away. I was like Oh, he's growing up. That's our boy. <laughs> Little Gerso. Um, oh. Yeah, man. That I mean, that was a fantastic way to start uh, the game. It's pretty early, 17 minutes in, and they're doing it right into the LAFC supporters section. So yes. it was like all around perfect. Um, that stadium reminds me of Children's Mercy Park, by the way. I mean, it holds roughly the same amount, and uh, I think I've heard it be compared to, to Children's Mercy as well, so... I'd love to go out there sometime. Yeah, I uh, I'm gonna try. It won't. I won't be able to get out there, obviously, for the sporting game because we don't go out there again this season. But I'm gonna be out there in uh, for a weekend in September sometime. I think because I'm gonna go out there for for a USC football game. But the way I planned it, this oh, is nice. this is literally how I planned it. The USC football game's on a Friday night because they always get one of those every year. The uh, I think it's LAFC plays at home on Saturday, and the Galaxy play at home on Sunday. So. Are you going to all, all those? I think I'm going to hit up all what? of them. What? So, You're a madman. Yeah, got to got to got to hit him up while I can. Um, I love it, dude. And and you know, StubHub Center is pretty cool too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. I've walked past Bank of California Stadium. I've looked into Bank of California Stadium. I haven't yeah. actually been physically inside because when I was there, I, it was closed. Um, I drove by it as well. I was just in standing traffic on the highway. <laughs> <laughs> for probably like four hours um yeah pretty close right there downtown yeah so uh yeah one zero not a bad start um probably were were a, a couple other chances that that sporting had you know zussi had his free kick off the crossbar which i was like holy hell oh that was sick um, dude he's gonna put one of those away one of these days he's getting close he had a but, couple but hey, yeah he's looking really are good you scared that. right now being up one nothing, are you a little nervous? Because when we score that early, that's bad shit, man. That's not something a position anyone wants to be in. Yeah, I was nervous because we have seen many times where we go up one zero and then hold that lead by like, you know, just barely hanging on to it for most of the game, and then give up a late equalizer in like the 80th minute or something. And I was like, this that's exactly what's going to happen because we seem to at times struggle to to get a second or third goal. And and it kind of felt like we were doing that again this game. Um so I don't know, were you were you nervous or, or were you feeling confident? Oh dude, totes. I was totes nervous, man. The uh uh it, it was only like the seventeenth minute, so it's like crap, please get another one. Like I'll feel way better if we get another one real fast. Yeah. And and especially in the second half, LAFC had the vast majority of possession for the game even, when's the last time Sporting KC lost the possession battle? Because we yeah, lost it 
52 to 48 this game. Um, hey, side note, did you see that little uh, five-minute thing that LAFC put out about Benny? I don't think so. Oh, bro. Guy, everybody, guys, if you get a chance, go to LAF, LAFC's uh, social media. They put out this Benny Failhaber, like, kind of a kind of a documentary type deal and it really tracked him from like when he was overseas for six years or whatever it was and then when he was in new england when he came to kansas city he really found a home and he he said he thinks he played his best soccer as a sporting player and here's what got me dude when he when we traded him i i was always kind of under the impression that peter and the and the staff asked people how they felt about the trades Nah, man. Benny said he found out he was traded and he had no idea. They just told Dang. him, hey, we're trading you. And he's like, oh, where am I going? And it kind of, you know, it came around full circle for LAFC supporters. And he was like, and I was thrilled when they said it was LA. You know, new club. I know the city because I'm from here. I know the coach. You know, so this will be this will be great. But that really got to me. I was like, do we not talk to players before trading them? I really thought we did. I thought we did too, and Peter always says that that they do. Now maybe, maybe there's a backstory, and like Peter, in previous conversations with Benny, knew that he'd be fine with LA, and he also knew that Benny loved Bob Bradley because it was under Bob Bradley that Benny got most of his national team time. Um, That's true. So yeah, being from LA, new, exciting, up and coming club with Bob Bradley, he probably figured, okay, Benny's Benny's going to be fine. Um, but I don't know. That is a little strange. Well, you should check this out, man. It, it went through uh, Sporting's playoff run and all the trophies he won with Sporting. It's pretty cool. And I was like, is this a Sporting video? <laughs> and then it, it, I was like, LAFC put this out? This is crazy. Huh. That's interesting. I, I missed that, but I'm going to have to check that out. Um, yeah, you will. So, uh, yeah. Like you said, it was kind of nerve-wracking, um, only being up one goal. And then in the 63rd minute, uh, is when Felipe Gutierrez was in the box trying to to catch a rebound from uh, LAFC goalkeeper Luis Lopez, who, by the way, did not have a good game. And yeah, he uh, he was going to head it, and Dij- I don't know how you say this guy's name, Dijon Yakovic, just straight straight up kicks. Ah, Dijon Mustard, bitch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you caught me off guard with that one. <laughs> I had to, man. You know they they're like, "Hey, Muster, hey, cross it over." Yakovic um, <laughs> caught Felipe square in the face with a boot, and sure did. Yep, the ref was like penalty, and I was so confused. I mean, well, Ilya stepped up, took the penalty. It was a great penalty. Sent Lopez the wrong way, converted like Ilya does, and suddenly we're up two zero, but. There was a, a subset of people out there who were trying to figure out if this was really worth a penalty kick or not. And I'm thinking, how is it not? He literally kicked him in the face. So Yeah, because he should be able to pull that leg back. I mean, he sees Felipe. Dude, then you do not kick. No, you pull your kick back. You don't do it. Right. And I, I, I've watched this many a time. Felipe, in my estimation, starts his dive while Yakovic is still you know, way in the backswing, if, uh, if not even before, like he can, he could avoid it. I thought, um, homie sounds like he ought to be performing in Branson as Yakov Smirnov. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but even Nate on the broadcast was like, I don't know, Yakovich seems to get some of the ball. And I'm like, Nate, it doesn't matter if he gets the ball, if he follows that up with a right. kick into the face. Right in like, his head, dude. I was yeah. like, this is bad. We just got him back from injury, you fuckers. <laughs> yeah, I was so worried. I was like, this is Felipe just got a concussion. He's going to be out for like another yeah. three months. Um, he ended up being okay. But it was a little scary moment. And then, yeah, Ilya, cool as uh, as cool as ice, whatever you can think of. Um, I couldn't, forgot it's what was cool cold there for a second. Ice. Um, <laughs> almost pulled a Stuart you know Scott what, and went cool as the other side of the pillow. Um, <laughs> that's on that's on Felipe, dude. That's Felipe's goal right there because we don't get that if he if he doesn't put his body on the line like that. That's huge, right? And uh, yeah, that's a absolutely. team. That's a team player. Yep. And Ilya stepped it up, and yeah, Luis Lopez just went the absolute wrong way, and Ilya put it right in the corner. Uh, and the rest is history. Namath yeah. came in. They said that keeper was supposed to be really good, and he, he didn't show a whole lot. No, he was brought in, I guess, as LAFC's supposed number one. And then Tyler Miller, who they got yeah. from Seattle, just kept playing so well. They were like, well, let's just keep playing him. But I thought from the very get-go, Lopez looked very uncomfortable. He was not gathering. You're you're our goalkeeper analyst. I mean, he was dropping goal uh, balls. He couldn't collect anything. He was punching things away he should have been oh catching. God. It, it didn't look good. Don't don't even call me the goalkeeper analyst, Jimmy. I I got <laughs> I got kicked in the junk the other day, my friend. <laughs> yeah, well, bro, I I did a sliding save. The guy kicks it right in my meat and two veg. It was a bad deal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, and now you got a bum shoulder too, right? So, oh yeah, dude, a little case of bursitis. Ain't no thing. Ain't no thing. You just I'm, I'm, can't throw the ball as a keeper. So <laughs> I'm getting old, Jim. It's not, it's, I don't know what's going on, bro. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's okay. Tim Howard's still out there at like 87 years old playing goalkeeper. So um, hey, so you're saying there's a chance. Yeah. But let, let's say Luis Lopez, He apparently he can play with his feet. And we kind of saw that, man, as Gerso was chasing him down one time and mm-hmm. almost got the ball from him, but he, he was able to evade. Yeah. It was it was just nifty enough to avoid Gerso, but I was like, you try that one more time. I don't know if you're going to avoid him. Um <laughs> Right, that was, I was like, "You ballsy son of a bitch!" Yeah, that was that was crazy. Um, but he avoided him, and uh, and yeah, SKC was able to hold on to uh, the shutout. Um, it's big time, big time, it's huge, big time shutout. Two uh, zero, first loss LAFC's ever had at Bank of uh, California Stadium, and uh, yeah, this was apparently. Thanks to uh, Mike Kuhn down the byline uh, is his Twitter handle at down the byline who pointed out that um, this was the eighth time in Kansas city history that they've handed an opponent their first loss at the, at the, uh, the opening of their stadium. Wait, the eighth, eighth time. Now hold on. Sixth, oh, damn. sixth time that it's happened in a team's current stadium. So gotcha. We've done it to, uh, to San Jose Dude. back in 1996 and then they did it to Houston in 2006, and then they did it to Houston again in uh, which is like the same 2013. Team. <laughs> yeah, so we've done it to them like three times. Um, oh, that's amazing. But then, yeah, dude, we're handing out losses like like Mormons do when they hand out Bibles, <laughs> the Book of Mormon. Um, I don't know, <laughs> but yeah, then Toronto, Seattle, RSL, and uh, NYCFC, we all gave them their first loss at their stadiums. Um, so. Uh, that's exciting yeah and and sam uh kovzan kovzan i'm forgetting how you say his last name but he's he's works in uh 
PR for, for the club. He said that no other team has more than two such wins. So it's kind of a thing wow. that Sporting KC does. Um, Take that L. Take it. Yeah. Ike even said, he goes, before the game we talked about it, let's be the first to win at Bank of California Stadium. And he goes, you know, r- really it's just about trying to get a win. But um, but yeah, he was... Yeah, you forget about that once you're out there. Right. But he was like, you know, looking back at it, it'll be one of those things where we can say, you know, we did it. We've done it quite a bit with some stadiums on the road, actually, when, when teams open up stadiums. So we can add that one to the books. And I just think we're really delighted we got three points. So... Yes. Kind of cool. Not Very indeed. cool, man. Cause it's, and then Benny's kids were on the field and running up and hanging out with Ike. And I was like, look at this, man. These guys are best friends trading jerseys. Like I, I missed <laughs> Benny, dude. I really got sad that I was rooting against Benny. I was like, this feels weird. And then Latif yeah. came on. I was like, ah, oh, shit, he's probably going to score on us. <laughs> <laughs> he was trying. Um, I felt bad rooting against both of them, but I'm sure you saw the, the, the pictures of Ike wearing Benny's jersey in his post-game interview. I was cracking up. Um, yeah, he had it on backwards. That was very cool. Yeah, so I, Ike's, Ike's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, after- We miss those guys, and I, I don't see us ever trying to get Benny back. I mean, he's getting up there in age, but maybe we try to get Latif back one of these days. You never know. I, that's one of those things I go back and forth on because I miss Latif and he was so good and so cheap, but you wonder like, okay, did Latif leaving force them to look at acquiring another winger? And is that the reason we have Johnny Russell? Like if Latif in an alternate universe, if Latif stays, do we ever get Johnny Russell? I don't know. Maybe, but maybe not. Guys, if, if we're winning games with a quiet Johnny Russell, like Johnny Russell hasn't done much in a long time. Same with Daniel Shallowy, and we're winning games. Yeah. We're going to need those guys to get hot again soon, and I have a feeling it's this weekend, man. I, there's a team to get hot against. It's Portland Timbers, who are doing pretty damn good. Yeah, it's going to be a huge game. Johnny obviously made his return from a couple weeks off from an MCL injury. Um, also, right. he's played for like a year straight with no break, so I don't think it's a yeah, bad thing crazy. that he's gotten a, a few weeks off. Um. But you make a good point. Daniel you looks think he starts Saturday? D- does Johnny start Saturday? Yeah. Um, oh, man. That's a good question. Dude, Gerso gets a goal and then gets yanked from the starting lineup? That's I mean, so I don't know, man. T- it's That's so, so tough. Gerso's so fast. He's so fast. Um, Dude, I watch him run, and I'm like, is that is that a real person? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy how fast he is. We, you know, we did uh, we did get a tweet from uh, Ian Siebert who says, "Unpopular opinion: Gerso makes a lot of mistakes, and I'm not sold on him being in the starting eleven." Um, which uh, you, uh, you you stop it. You told him to stop that right now. Um, I did. <laughs> I, I'm just like, come on, you can't say that when he had a great game and you know, scored the game winner. Yeah. I would have been with you, Ian, in just about any other week this year. You just picked the wrong week to come at us with that take. <laughs> I know. I can't say, I can't say anything bad about Gerso this yeah, week. A fantastic. But game if he does Gerso it this had. weekend, then I'm back on the screw Gerso train on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm feeling good about Gerso. Um, you know, we had another question from Eric Martin, uh, 
my favorite dude, Gutierrez, how much of an impact has he made since his return? And has he returned, returned? Um, no, dude, he's another guy who's, it's going to, he's going to have to show up in big moments and he really hasn't yet. I mean, he's being more of a, he's not attacking all that much, right? I think he's, he's not attacking as much as he did. And when, before he got hurt, but I do think when he's attacking his runs and his movement are of such high quality that they're having a significant impact on the game. I think. Well, true. Yeah. And, and that, that boot had a significant impact on his head. <laughs> That's true. Like <laughs> Johan would, would, wouldn't make the same kind of runs and Johan would just kind of look for the ball in open space and then just try to fire it in. Felipe's making intelligent runs off the ball, and I think that's where the key difference between those two is. Um, so, But Eric also says, y'all can jump on me, but I think Johan Croise is going to do something spectacular this weekend. So, Jumping on him. Stop it right now. <laughs> You're drunk. Eric's calling the You're shots. You're drunk, Eric. Um, oh, man. Er- Eric does hard drugs. Like I told him, I said, Eric, stop <laughs> with the hard drugs. Yeah, no. <laughs> get off the meth. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why haven't I called myself Johan Cuse? That's oh, oh well. Now you got to now how, next week. How did I miss that one? <laughs> Johan Cuse. Instead, I went with Uli, I went with Ilya Kuzchez. That's not fun. <laughs> yeah, right. Ilya Kuzchez is good, but but Johan Cuse that is that is top notch puns oh, right there. That's the so that's the best. Yeah. Um, dude, okay, maybe Johan does something great, but he has to get on the field first. Oh, hey. <laughs> um, crushed him. So yeah, we got Portland coming into Children's Mercy Park this week, which uh, Johan Cuse will be in town for. Uh, oh, that sounds so coming good. Coming back, we're gonna have. I know we mentioned this last week, but we will have some sort of pregame tailgate get together. Um, yes. So look for that. It'll be in the parking lot somewhere. I'm assuming somewhere. Maybe we'll <laughs> maybe we'll we'll combine with some other people's tailgates. I don't know. We maybe we'll hang by the cauldron. I don't yeah, know. We'll 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 send out some tweets, some Facebook posts. We'll put up a picture of where we are or something. So so if you y'all want to come hang out with us for a little bit, um, follow us on Twitter at No Other Pod. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash No Other Pod. We'll uh, we'll uh, send out some info about that location um, when we get there that day. Um, you know, yes, Brent, or just come say hi. Come have a beer, a grill yeah. a sausage or something. Yeah, you don't have to stay stay around, but if you want to, you know, bring some food, bring some drinks. Like we're not going to be having like a, a spread or anything like the cauldron does, but you know, we'll uh, we'll be out there hanging out. We'll see if we can bring some chips or something. But we'll 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 figure out something, and we'll just hang out and have a good time for a little bit before the game. Um, yeah, maybe we'll. Uh, uh, I think my buddy Kevin listens to this. Maybe we'll just crash his tailgate, and uh, uh, we'll all play beanbags on his uh on his beanbag set <laughs> that works works for me we're coming kevin it's supposed to be hot uh, as hell man is it hot is it uh, hot down there oh it's been kind of rainy today but uh okay. it's been hot so you know hopefully it cools off a little bit but i don't i don't think it will um well great but maybe that's good because you know what i think we're better conditioned to play in the heat than portland is and uh yeah probably so Portland's, and Portland just had a big L too, man. So they're going to yeah. be looking to really bounce back. They're going to be pissed. They they snapped a 15 game unbeaten streak at home wow. against one of their rivals, Vancouver. Um, and the only reason they didn't draw is because Diego Valeri can't hit a penalty kick. He yeah, just what's that about? Launched it wide. Um, 
So is he the one that didn't he take a penalty against Tim Melia and Tim Melia just stood his ground and caught it? No, like last that, year that happened this year against RSL. Well, no, that was one this year, but last year I think Valeri took one against him, and I think Tim was like, "Yeah, I oh, just I scouted him all year." <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure. Could be. You might. Anyways, be right. Tim's a beast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tim, Tim had a couple good saves against LAFC too. It's off some deflected balls. So um, I get all my goalkeeping strategies from Tim. <laughs> there you go. Oh, Jimmy, um, you know what the hardest thing is that I never will underestimate is a goalkeeper's ability to run out of the box and get a ball. Like, because you got a forward chasing down the ball, and the timing and the depth perception that one has to have, it is nuts. Yeah. And yeah. and Tim does it flawlessly, dude. And I, I second guess myself, and then I'm screwed. It's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, but have you ever run up to uh, leave an empty net in a two-two game that almost cost your team the game? Because uh, David Usted did that. Oh, and shit, uh, he did. <laughs> yeah, he. Uh, we'll talk about that Wayne Rooney play here in in a little bit once we're once we're done uh, talking about Portland. But um, yeah, Portland, they're gonna be pissed. They don't have Fernando ID anymore, but they do have um, Lucas Milano. They have Jorge Villafania coming back. A couple of the guys from the 2015 team. So, you know, their goalkeeper's not terrible. Yeah, Atanella, he's pretty good. Um, a lot of people, if you don't watch Portland, you may not know that because Fernando ID has been their big name striker for a number of years now. You may not have realized he was not their starting striker this year anymore because Samuel Armenteros overtook him. So they don't have ID, but they still have Armenteros, and he's a really good player. That's true. Um, Is that two people, uh, Arm and Teros? Who are they? Who are they? <laughs> yeah, that's oh, uh, one person. <laughs> it is. It is Sorry, one I'm person. Like a dad joke. <laughs> um, but he's good. So I don't know. This will be an interesting game. Um, how? How is huge, man? Yeah. How are you feeling about it? I'm feeling pumped, dude. I'm back for two games, you guys. If we don't catch you with this game, then gosh darn it, you better come out to the Minnesota game because I'm at both. And I'm ready to get rowdy and, and lose my voice two weeks in a row. And if I, I will accept nothing less than a victory. Like This is this is big time, especially against Portland. <laughs> yeah, But this I game... think we've all said that we only play to the uh, – we play to the caliber of our opponent. So I'm a little nervous about that Minnesota game. <laughs> yeah. Minnesota's one, nine and one on the road. Portland a little bit better at three, three and four. But um this game might be bigger than the game last week against LAFC because yes. Portland is only two points behind us, but they also have two games in hand. So True. If they beat us, they jump ahead of us on points and they still have two games in hand. And that's not great. Well, actually they'll have one game in hand because I think they play right. on Wednesday. Oh, they play good. tonight, Wednesday. Yep, they play on Wednesday night against uh, on the road. Yeah, they play on the road uh, against Wayne Rudy and DC United. Okay, forgot about that. So, um, we don't That's quite good, know. Man. We're catching people at the right time. Yeah, yeah, this is good. We we don't quite know what the standings exactly will look like because technically they could overtake us if they beat DC. That'll be hard on the road, but um, either way, they'll have a game in hand on us, so we got to get a result. Um, I, I don't want to tie at home, dude. I really don't. And I, while I want to say I think I'd be okay with the draw at home against a team like the Portland Timbers, can't do that. I really don't want to do that. No, no, can't do that. I'm gonna be like an Atlanta fan, so we don't want to yeah. do that. 
Um, but uh, yeah, I uh, I I think we'll get a win, and I think Namath plays a little bit more if he doesn't start. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a good one. I I just think that this team's feeling it, um, and and I think it's going to be, you know, a a pretty big game that they're going to get up for. So I think we're we're seeing another sporting win come at us on Saturday. So there you go. That'd be nice, man. That'd be nice. I think I think Ike Oparo is due for a set piece, um, or Johan is due for some greatness, right? That's what Eric says. So that's what he says. Eric says or maybe it. Rubio gets on the board, man. I don't know. Something something crazy is going to happen. This there's some bad blood between these two teams. It's going to be something random, like yeah, Beasler's like score. Taylor Swift could write a song about these guys. <laughs> yeah, there's. <laughs> Which I think isn't she actually in town? I think she's in Kansas City Saturday night. So, um, are you serious? I, I'm pretty sure. She didn't tell me. Pretty sure that's where she's playing uh, Arrowhead. So you can either go see Tay Tay or you can see mm. Dan. So, well, the choice I'm, is I'm clear. Actually, uh, gonna have to change my plans. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think it'll be a good game. But yeah, so this could be one of those weird games where like Beasler or Sinovic scores. And it doesn't make sense, but who knows? Oh, um, dude, I will gladly take a Sinovic goal. Like yeah. when he hits the ones that he does, the dude can do it. He can. They're he few can and fire. far between, and they're mostly in the playoffs. But when he does it, he does it. So right, Beasler should not score though. Like whenever he does it, I'm <laughs> like, why? Why did that happen? Yeah, it's it's usually up on a on a set piece for some reason. He's on there, and uh, yeah, it's weird. But yeah, um, it'll be a fun one. Looking forward to it. So, um, you know, our, our other question that we had from Ryan Baxter, and this is a tough one to answer, but he said, looking at Dallas, Portland, LAFC and sporting's remaining schedules, who do you think will place in the top two spots in the West by the end of the regular season? Um, is that even answerable right now? <laughs> Cause it's next to impossible. That's... I think to, to figure that out. Yeah. That's why I told him. I said that, uh, like this is the question of all questions because it really cannot be answered. Yeah. And it's so tight, dude. I mean, we can make predictions, but it's going to be freaking wrong. We're always wrong. Right. And you know, I don't even know if LAFC is the one that should be in that conversation. Maybe it's the galaxy who are up there now, you know, maybe no, it's Seattle. Who knows? Seattle's playing okay, out of their freaking that's mind it right there. Seattle's doing their Seattle thing and y'all better watch out. I don't want to play Seattle in the playoffs. Let's scare the hell We're out of me. We're about to go play Seattle at home. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be a big one. At but their place. I mean, suddenly Seattle's just three points off of a playoff spot. Um, that is nuts. Just stop it. And they have just a stop Seattle. Yeah, they have a game in hand on RSL who they're three points behind. So, um, and Timbers, Tim or not Timbers. Sorry. The, uh, Toronto's not mathematically out of it either. We're going to get a Toronto and Seattle MLS Cup again. I swear to God, if that happens, I'm going to be Bro, so I'm mad. telling you, this league is nuts. We got to get hot right now and and finish strong and get this, uh, get this by. I mean, this two-game winning streak is huge. If we can continue it on the road with these two games, oh, my God, guys, 12 points in four games, that's amazing. Yeah, that'd be pretty crazy. Um it's gonna be gonna be big time. We need to uh, we need to to get a, a win on on Saturday. Simply put, no other way around it, really. Um, yep. 
So, you uh, you have any other thoughts on the game before we we take a look at some of the uh, big news from around the league? Nope, not at all. Just uh, pay attention to social media, you guys, so we can uh, we can all hang out and grill some sausages or something. Yep, it'll be fun. Um, the other big news for sporting uh, before we really do get to the news around the league um, is we mentioned it earlier. Defender Jimmy Madronda is out for the season and the start of 2019, which kind of sucks. Um, That's crazy. Do you even remember him getting injured? It was in practice. So no. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh. They said um, I was reading through the article and um, he was just kicking a ball in practice and he heard a pop. Um, and you know, MRI showed swelling and a bone bruise in his left knee, but, um, you know, it, it, it never was really healing. So, um, they did an exploratory surgery in Los Angeles, I guess this week. Um, and basically what it says is, you know, there, there's a, a cartilage defect in his left knee is what the star said. And so the procedure is going to sideline him for about eight months. So he's going to miss the rest of the season and he'll be out for the, the beginning part of the 2019 season, which really sucks. Jesus. Are we crying yet? Everyone sniffling? Like, I just feel so bad for him because he finally was like really hitting his stride and he had that left back spot on lockdown. And then to have right. such a major setback like that psychologically just has to be, you know, a gut punch for a player. Um, so true, good. man. So, well, best wishes to Jimmy. I know he listens to us. So <laughs> yeah. Shout Stay out strong amigo. Shout out to Jimmy. If you're listening, uh, hope, uh, hope you heal soon. So, um, yeah, we'll do a whirlwind look at some of the other MLS games. Uh, we'll touch on a couple bigger ones. Obviously, last Wednesday after our pod, there was the U.S. Open Cup semifinals. Philadelphia smoked the fire. <laughs> um, and uh, they won 3-0. Yeah, smoked them. And then Houston beat L.A. in penalty kicks. And Latif, poor little Latif, he was the one who uh, who missed the penalty that ultimately cost him. Yes. Um, Just missed it. Yeah, it was not good. Although, Laurent Simon, all he had to do was hit his penalty kick, and LAFC would have won. And his penalty kick was awful, too. Um, That's true. So, the game will be in Houston on September 26th, I think. So, there will be seven people there. Um, yeah. Seven diehard fans. Yeah. Five of them will have traveled from Philadelphia. Um, there you go. But, yeah, they... Uh, Houston went on to lose to uh, the Columbus crew. Now there was some VAR controversy in that game too. Just about there every was. every VAR or every game this week, it felt like there was VAR controversy. Um, but yeah, Jossie's artist was was on a yellow, and then he had a big old dive in the box that should have been a second yellow um, that would have given him a red. He should have been sent off um, on on the goal. The Zardis winner. Um, one of his teammates jumped up, uh, who was offside, jumped up to try to, to to head the ball, and it should have been called offside, but it wasn't, and VAR didn't even look at it. Um, yeah, it, it VAR is a mess. So. It is, it is. I, I, it's, it's good when it's used uh, right, but it's, uh, it's just weird right now. It's weird. 
And and they, it you know, there used... could have been some controversy in the DC game too. But the you right. know was Acosta offsides and you know what are you gonna do? Right. And it just it feels like there's no rhyme or reason to when they are review like they reviewed the Felipe kick to the face and I'm like of all the things we're reviewing why are we going the VAR for this because the video evidence clearly shows he was kicked in the face. Right. This is like, dumb. <laughs> why 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 don't you see what we're seeing? I just what what is clear and obvious and what is going to review like it, it doesn't make sense because it works so well in the Bundesliga and it worked so well in the World Cup. Like yeah. why can't MLS figure it out? Uh, there was the, the the no no VAR in Seattle Dallas when Raul Ruidias uh, headbutted Ziegler and then Ziegler punched him twice so that's why Ziegler got the red card but Ruidias should have been sent off for uh, violent conduct for headbutting Ziegler in the first place but no True. VAR there um, it's it's a weird I don't, I don't even know what's going on with VAR. Um, Minnesota came back and had a, a late uh, goal that drew them on the road with LA Galaxy. So that helped sporting. Um, and then, yeah, obviously, let's uh, let's talk a couple minutes about this uh, Wayne Rooney Acosta play that you uh, you mentioned. There was potentially some VAR controversy there. But I'll, I'm going to set it up for the people who may not have seen it real quick, and then I'll let you give your thoughts. Um DC was tied 2-2 with Orlando City. It was like the sixth minute of stoppage time or something like that. And they DC had a corner. And for some reason, David Usted came up out of his net to come try to help with the corner. And Orlando clears it. And then Will Johnson's on a breakaway. He's got two people wide open running to his right. Um, he he could have sent the ball in there. And they they could have walked the ball into the back of the net to give Orlando the victory. But Wayne Rooney came out of nowhere, flew up, had a gorgeous tackle, stole the ball from Will Johnson, ran about 30 yards up the field, then launched a cross field switch to Acosta, who headed it across the goal into the net for his third goal of the game to win the game for D.C. They looked at it on VAR. He maybe was offside, but they didn't have the right angle. So it stood and D.C. wins. Um, Dude, who knew Rooney had the legs to catch him like that? I'm saying like I... People were worried about whether he was minute. fit enough to play in MLS, but yeah, man, that was that was a hell of a play. Dude's uh, a beast, and everyone's kind of freaking out about it. Like, I mean, there are many MLS players that could have made that tackle and could have made that pass. So it's not even, you know, uh, let's stop, you know, let's stop massaging Wayne Rooney's ego here. All right, it's it just it was that much more awesome because he's Wayne Rooney. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of players that could that could do a crossfield switch like that i think it was just such a pinpoint precision pass and then he just had the the uh the defensive play that saved the game and it was all in like a span of seven seconds like it was yeah, wild it was just, like he played hero yeah yeah i don't know what usted was doing it was the weirdest thing um and he, even after the game when uh, the sideline reporter was interviewing wayne about his play and he was like yeah i saw the keeper come up in a 2-2 game and I didn't know what was going on. And by the time he was there, I was too late to tell him to go back. <laughs> That's so crazy. A little confused. Um, well, he'll but, probably be let go for Bill Hamid. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, or actually, Hamid they're going to release start. Steve Clark, aren't they? They're going to release Steve Clark, but Hamid is starting tonight um, oh, against wow. Portland. Ben Olsen already said that. So, um, Cool. 
not surprising, but you know, Hamid's like the the best keeper they've had in yeah. years, if not ever. Um, but I saw, I think they're salty Orlando fans this week because I saw some Orlando fans say, well, Acosta tripped one of the Orlando players on the breakaway. So it should have been a red card. So Rooney shouldn't have even ever been able to, to do that slide tackle. And I'm sitting here thinking in what world when you have a three on one breakaway with an open net, do you want the ref to stop play to give a red card so you can retake possession off a set piece deep in your own territory and let the keeper get back in his net? Right. Like, and how are you going to, I don't, oh my God, dude, I don't get how you're even in that position anyways. How are you letting, you know, uh, DC score three goals on you in the first place? Right. It's, it, I was just like, I, I almost wish there was an alternate universe where the ref did blow that play dead instead of playing an advantage. So he could say, nope, sorry, he tripped him. You got to come back here to your own goal box and you got to start over now and see what Orlando fans would have done. Cause no one wants that. That was about as clear of an advantage three on one versus an open net where all Will Johnson has to set, do is send the ball into the middle of the field is about the best possible advantage you could ever get. Right. Um, he just bungled it. So crazy. Um, but yeah, we are at about the hour mark. That's is it. there, is there any other game this week though, that you're, you're looking forward to? Uh, Real quick. You know, my MLS app will not load, so I cannot see what games are this weekend. But I okay. will not be watching much because we are on vacation. Uh, I'm going to try to see a lot of people, kiss a lot of babies, and uh, go to this sporting game, man. Awesome. It's going to be fun. Gonna go to, Looking forward to, go to Veg you. Fest. Veg Fest KC. There you go. That'll be Maybe fun. Maybe some of our listeners will be there. Yeah. So if you are, tweet Dan. Um. Yeah, the only two I'll say is Seattle hosting LA Galaxy could be fun if Slotten plays. Um, that's an ESPN game on Saturday, and then uh, Atlanta hosts Columbus again in a rematch of that playoff game. So that might be nice. interesting too. That could be. So, um. Well, yeah, man. I think that's just about all I have. That's so. it. Thank you guys for hanging in there with us another week. Let's get those reviews going so we can get another victory. Absolutely. Um, follow us on uh, Twitter at NoOtherPod, at Dan Kuzer, at JCMax03. Uh, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash NoOtherPod. Uh, those are all the places we'll send out info about our little pregame get-together tailgate thing. Um, and yeah. Send us an email, nootherpod at gmail.com. Uh, always like hearing from you guys. So, uh, but yeah, for that, uh, I am Jimmy and he is Dan. And we will see some of you Saturday and talk to the rest of you all next week. See ya. Later, Gators. You